0: The Tanya of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi. Taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky. Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg.
1: We left off at 2.33. So he quoted the, from the Song of Songs. Your eyes are wells in cheshbon so well he said refers to the level of malchut which is like a well It receives the flow it receives the water that flows into it so malchut receives the downflow of the divine life force in the higher sphere so cheshbon literally is referring to a city a biblical place a name that's called cheshbon but on a, on a derush level it means from, liber- from reckoning. So the idea is that reckoning is connected to the idea of malhut of a pool. That giving a great amount, he wants to explain, by giving a great amount of tzedakah, this is what draws down, what creates this flow into the level of malchut. When is God great? Like he said earlier, when is God great? The the greatness of Hashem manifests itself in the city. When it's spelled out in good deeds, And there are bricks. Every mitzvah that you do creates another stone, another brick. So this draws down Hashem reveals the flow of Hashem. This draws down Hashem. As is known, the meaning of the above statement is that as a result of an arousal from man below, the provision of the means for life, grace, and kindness by an act of charity, with goodwill and a friendly countenance, there is elicited an arousal from above. It so all depends on us. You know, God is interactive. There you go. So when we arouse, when there's arousal from below, when there's awakening from below, then when we give, and we draw down life and kindness and goodwill and we do it with, with a friendly face and we do it grace, gracefully and uh, joyfully and uh, lovingly, this elicits from Hashem a likewise response what? so that So that Hashem will make His countenance shine forth with the radiation and downfall of grace, fineness, and supreme favor. We're talking about the level of Hashem, the way Hashem is for Himself internally. And this level really transcends, is beyond revelation. It's really hidden and concealed. It's it's aloof. It's above us and beyond us. But just like the act of tzedakah, when you give and you give openly to someone, and you give of yourself to someone else. So this arousal, this awakens within Hashem that He Himself also gives from within Himself. And there's a downflow of a level of godliness that's really that's really beyond us. You know, tadaka, when you give tadaka, real tadaka, there's no rhyme, there's no reason, there's no otherwise it's not tadaka. You're giving someone a salary, you're giving, you paying them. Tzedakah is something for nothing. So too, the idea of Hashem revealing himself is a pure act of tzedakah. And to give generously and to give in abundance and to give with a graciously, gracefully, and with a smiling face, it's a pure act of, of tzedakah. Because that's something that should be could be expected because it's it doesn't really make sense. How could you reveal something that's concealed? Hashem's name is transcendent. So how could you reveal Hashem's name into a world of cheshwan, a world of revelation? It's the, it's the antithesis. There's the world of revelation and then there's a the world of concealment. This Hashem was concealed. So it's a pure act of tzedakah. For there to be a a revelation, a a life flow from above to below It's a pure act of tzedakah. It's not something that makes sense. So when we do something it doesn't make sense. Hashem acts in kind. (laughs) You're You're asking Hashem to do something that doesn't make any sense pure gratuitous act of tzedakah because that is what Hashem wanted that is the whole purpose of creation Hashem desired He wanted to make a dwelling place in this world and it makes absolutely no sense because this world is a world of revelation this world is a world of darkness it's not not a, a vessel even it's not a vehicle or a vessel for revelation. It's like the poor person has nothing on his own, completely impoverished. And Hashem wants us to draw down into this world Himself, to reveal Himself, which is completely hidden and concealed. Also, is not something that could be revealed. So Hashem wants us to draw down Himself, which is an impossibility, into a world which is the opposite of revelation. The world that can't even can't even receive or can't even can't be revealed. Hashem wants us to draw down Himself and that Himself should be revealed in this world. So the whole thing is an impossibility. but That's what Hashem wants. So in a way, it's like a pure act of tzedakah.
2: But He wants you to have your own vessel. In order for him, you have to take steps to make that happen. Right. It's still, tzedakah, but it's not going to happen on its own.
1: Ultimately, it's a pure act of tzedakah from Hashem's part. From Hashem. From Hashem's part. It's a gratuitous pure, pure act of tzedakah. But Hashem orchestrated that everything in this world. Everything He does ultimately is interactive. So even a level which is really beyond our comprehension and beyond our understanding and really beyond our doing even that he wants to connect with our action and our behavior so that's why he says when we give tzedak especially what he's demanding here in, in this letter he's demanding of his chassidim to give and to continue to give even though they've already given and to continue to give constantly and continuously, even though it's, they can't. It's hard for them. It's impossible. And what's the big deal? I'll make up for it next year. And he's asking, no, don't stop. Just like you used to give, continue to give. And um, regularly. And the and same amount. And then, so he's really asking from the Hasidim something that's very difficult. He's pushing it to do something that's very, very, very difficult. So when you give and give numerous times and constantly and continuously and consistently, then all these acts, all these different acts, every time you give generates a response from Hashem. That it creates an act of tzedakah from Hashem that you increase the life, the divine flow from Hashem to the world of Malchus, which is the source of all the worlds, to the revealed revealed world. And that's why if we don't give, Hashem asks, Hashem inquires, what's going on? I miss you. What happened? He disappeared on me. Because (laughs) Hashem needs us. He needs our participation. He needs us. You're right. We are the ones who evoke this response, but just like the act that we're doing is an act of tzedakah, so the act that Hashem is doing, the response is also an act of tzedakah. It's not. It's way beyond. It's not even commensurate to what we're doing. It's way beyond what we're doing. If if it's something that we've earned, that's not tzedakah. If you earn something, it's not tzedakah. You've earned it. You can demand it by law. Tzedakah means I can't demand it. I can't ask it. Uh, I have not. You have nothing on you. It's a, Totally gratuitous, You don't owe me anything. You don't have to give me a penny. I'm not asking. I don't expect anything. You don't, it's not, you don't have to give me anything. It's a pure act of tadaka. So every time we do a pure act of tadaka, we awaken and arouse within Hashem. Hashem is interactive that he in turn also responds with an act of tzedakah. That the revelation that he's giving us is a, is a, is a new flow of energy, a whole new, from a level of Hashem himself and, that, and that's, that level becomes revealed. There's a downflow from the level of Hashem, which is innately, inherently concealed, and there's a downflow into the world of revelation.
0: From the fountainhead of life, the blessed I itself, whose greatness is unfathomable and utterly incomprehensible, does not manifest, to the level of divinity, is malchut, at which your kingdom is the kingdom of all worlds, the world of manifestation. That's malchut. This sphere of Malchut animates all the created beings that are in all the upper and lower Rechelot, which are all subject to counting and reckoning, Cheshbon. As it is written, a thousand thousands, a finite number of angels, minister to him. To revert now to our above key phrase, Sheshbon Gadol, the Great Reckoning, giving to Dukkah with goodwill and a friendly countenance, marries the infinite power of Gadol Havaya, God is great. With the finite framework of pan, reckoning, the sphere of Malchut, which is the source of all finite created beings. This then is the meaning of the great amount, for numerous acts of charity bring about peace, as it is written, and the reward for the yaka tzedakah will be peace, as explained above in Epistle twelve.
1: He's saying that the the whole idea is to draw Hashem down into the world. Hashem, which is beyond transcendent and beyond revelation, to draw him down into the world of revelation, which is defined by Cheshbon, broken down, pluralistic. There's a world with infinite details and so many various, such variety and because Hashem himself is unity, absolute unity and that completely transcends our whole universe. The world our world is the exact opposite. Our world is defined by limits, definitions, details. There's a multiplicity of beings and creations almost infinite. It says they're infinite angels. There's finite amount of camps, but there's infinite angels. And each one is different. Each one is unique. So in order to draw down the infinite light into the revealed world like marrying two opposites. In order to do that, the, the amount, not only the amount of tzedakah that we give is important, but the frequency of tzedakah. To Give it numerous times. Because by giving numerous times, we draw down this infinite light into the world of numbers, of quantity and the number of world. So this infinite light could be revealed in this world So you're marrying quantity and quality and and then this light is able to be revealed and manifest in this world.
2: For peace implies the joining and conciliation of two opposite extremes. In our context, these are the extremity of the superior heaven alluded to in the phrase and his greatness is unfathomable, referring to God's incomprehensible infinitude. And the extremity of the inferior heaven, referring to Malchut, the lowest of the ten Sephardic, which becomes vested in the worlds of Bariah, Yetzirah, and Asiya, i.e., in a category of finitude and number. This will suffice for the discernment.
1: Peace is between two opposites. The level of Malchut, which is revelation and multitude, source of multitude, letters and words that create the city, that create this whole multitude of being. Every being has its own unique energy. Is the opposite of the heavens, which is unity. The opposite of multitude, of multiplicity. So they're opposites. So how do you reconcile the two? So when you give tzedakah, tzedakah also you're reconciling the rich and the poor. So it's two extremes and you're literally bringing peace you're bringing them together bring them close so you make peace so by making peace in this world, in this world you make peace on high in the divine in Hashem in Hashem's transcendent self in Hashem's revelation. But since the, the world is defined, the source of the world is defined by multiplicity, the level of malchut, which is many words, many letters. The more words, the more letters. You have, the more you draw down Hashem. So therefore, to make peace, to make the ultimate peace, you have to give, not only give, the amount has to be respectable and sizable, but also the frequency and the quantity. The amount has to be constant and consistent. So would you say that this is the whole purpose of man because of it affects the unification? Or is the a part of it? Absolutely. This is the ultimate purpose. This is the whole purpose. The whole purpose of man and of the Torah is to bring peace, to make peace. This is the whole purpose of creation, to bring peace. That's why tzedakah is a pillar. Tzedakah is not just a, a detail, a minor detail, a major detail. Tzedakah really gets to the heart. It's one of the pillars, the three pillars of the world. There's Torah, there's service, sacrifice, and then there's Kamilas Hasadim, tzedakah, kindness. So this is a, an essential part. There's still a part. Well, uh, you can't just have tzedakah, you also have to have Torah and you also have to have service. But tzedakah is the foundation. You know, Avraham was the f- foundational father. The founding fathers. he was the foundational father. Because what he represents is the foundational principle. Hashem says, I love Avraham because he's going to tell his children to give tzedakah. He starts out with tzedakah. So that is the first, first and the foundational principle. Um, the whole Torah is here, teaches us a tzedakah. Uh, so this is foundational. You know, you can't have without a foundation, you have nothing. Because this is the whole purpose. The whole purpose is to draw down Hashem, and the only way to draw down Hashem and to reconcile, and to make create this peace, reconcile these opposites, to reveal that which cannot be revealed. That's basically what we're trying to do. Reveal Hashem, which cannot be revealed. It's beyond our capacity. Completely transcends the universe, no frame of reference of the universe. And where are you revealing it? You're revealing it in this world. So the whole thing is an impossibility. The whole thing is trying to create something Peace is Hashem's name. Peace is the divine name. We're not talking about peace process. We're talking about real peace. Genuine peace. You know, Not the cheap imitation. Real peace is Hashem's name. Because you're pulling off something that's impossible. You're doing something that's impossible. You're reconciling things that are really opposite. It's not imaginary. Sometimes you have conflict that's imaginary. It's not real. But here we're talking about it's really... Reconciling, that are genuinely opposites. Infinite and finite. Concealed and, and revealed. It's opposites. How do you reconcile it? How can that which is concealed become revealed? This is, this is what shalom, this is the divine name of shalom. This is what shalom accomplishes. It's something. It's not it's completely counterintuitive. It's something. It's an impossibility. How do we do that? The only way we can pull it off is we can evoke this from on high, is when we give to When we give something, and not only we give, but how often we give, and the frequency of which we give. And that's why Hashem inquires about us. A person who's used to giving, we're not talking about he's violating an oath. He said, right, that the, day one, he said, I'm going to take it upon myself, but I'm not committing, so there's no legal obligation. When Hashem inquires, when suddenly he stops giving, Hashem says, what's going on? Why is Hashem inquiring? Because he affected, he's stopping the divine flow. Your constant giving and the frequency of your giving and the continuous giving, you generated this tremendous divine flow and revelation and innovation and novelty. You basically pulled off the impossible. You evoked from within Hashem to do the impossible, to reveal himself into his himself, which is cannot be revealed, into the world of revelation. Into the world that's defined by numbers, and everything is clearly defined, and differentiated, and multi- uh, pluralistic, and, and all of a sudden you stop giving. So the, the divine flow stops. So you're touching something essential, you're affecting something essential. It's not like, what's the big deal? Okay. So I stopped giving. I took a break. I'll give next year. I'll make up for it next year. It's a bad year. It's a difficult year. I'll make up for it next time. What's the big deal? I'm gonna end up giving the same amount. I'm taking, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. But what you're, what's missing now is something so essential. It's not you're taking a break. You know? You're affecting the whole purpose of creation. You're affecting this divine flow. You're affecting the whole so yes, legally, legally you're not bound. Le-
2: Why is that? Why wasn't this one of the Ten kind of Commandments to give? To
1: them? No, we're talking about a case. Like in this case, he's That's planning. He never, he never promised to give to this cause. I'm, I'm, I took it upon myself, believe nether. I'm not promising anything. But when you start a good, a good habit, you don't, you make, you immediately I don't want say, believe nether. A- yeah, exactly. You say believe nether. I'm not promising. I'm going to give. And now you have a tough year, whatever, so I'm going to take a break. I'll, I'll come back next year and I'm going to give you the same amount. I'm going to make up. So what's the big deal? Legally, there's no, you're not binding. You know, no one has any obligation. And uh, especially not the receiver. That's why it's called tzedakah. Yeah, you have no expectations. You have no, you have no demands. You know, very nice. There's not obligated to give you. There's a hundred other people that need, just like you. And who are family who come first and neighbors who come first. It's not known as obligated to otherwise it's not tzedakah. it's not an obligation. It's tzedakah. But yet, nevertheless, Hashem starts inquiring what happened. What happened to my good friend? Where are they? Where is he? Hashem misses him because you're affecting the divine flow. This is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants himself to be revealed. And the only way for that for to be revealed is through our tzedakah and, and the frequency of our tzedakah.
0: So, if we are given a commandment, any one of them, that's not an instruction.
1: A commandment is an instruction, so not, it's not why optional.
0: If, why wouldn't tzedakah it's, be?
1: It's, it's, it's not ten suggestions, ten commandments. <laughs> Um, tzedakah is a mitzvah. There is a mitzvah tzedakah. We learned, of course, there is a mitzvah to Yes, Yes, no, I
0: understand that. But, we, here,
1: but here we're talking about why the importance of the frequency, how often you give. I can give the same tzedakah. I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it one lump sum. All
0: right, so I won't kill everybody this week. I'll kill them all next
1: week. <laughs> no, but here, if I end up giving the same amount, so I'll I, I'll give it a one lump sum. Why is it important? The constancy and the frequency and the. He's, he's explaining here. But, because, because the frequency and the constancy is important. How, how? Not only how much you give, how often you give yeah, it's yeah, just as important. It's just standards. as important.
2: Not only during your good times, it's got to be consistent no matter what what's happening. I hear the,
1: mitzvah, the mitzvah is to give. It
0: is it's to not give, listed as a mitzvah. It is I a mitzvah. Listed as a, um, an obligation or not an obligation. It I mean. is
1: an obligation. But the mitzvah is to give a certain amount. Okay. And there's a limit how much.
2: Is it to be at least 10% of
1: your income. 10% you're obligated to give. If, you're possible, if you can. A person who's, who's struggling to put bread on the table can't afford it, doesn't have to give 10%. He's not allowed to give 10%. because You can't starve. You're not doing someone a favor. It's very nice of you to be generous with someone else's money. The money is not yours. Who's, who gave you permission to give 10%? If you're living off tzedakah, you have no right to give 10%. You're not allowed to give 10%. You have to give something, but not 10%. 10% is someone who can, who's independent, who's living on his own. And, and uh, Hashem says you have to give 10%. But someone who's struggling to feed his family and his children, and he's dependent on others, and he's, he's, he's living off tzedakah, is not allowed to give 10%. It's stealing. It's not your money to give. It's very nice. It's very nice of you. but Who asked you to give money that doesn't belong to you? It's not yours. This money that you're living off is tzedakah money. So you have to live and enjoy it. You have to give something. Everyone has to give. Even the poorest person in the world has to give because there's someone always less fortunate than you. But a person who is living independently, who is making his own money, is earning his own money, has to give 10%. Ideally, you should give 20%. But that's it. You're not obligated to give more. This is the mitzvah of tzedakah. But I can do that. I can give it one time. I can give it one lump sum. I can write one check at the end of the year and I can write a check and that's fine. And I can choose to give my tzedakah. I don't know. No one has to force me to give tzedakah to this cause. I can give to another cause. I can give to this person. I can give to another person. I can, the Torah tells me who to give tzedakah. There's priorities. My family comes first. If you have a poor person in your own family, you have to give them first before you give a stranger. And a stranger, my neighbor, comes first. My city comes first. It's very nice. You're giving tzedakah to Israel, I mean, to other communities. It's very nice. But if you have someone, a neighbor, who's, who's starving and needs help, you have to help your neighbor first. So there are priorities, you know, there, 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 there are, and you are giving tzedakah. We're not talking about someone who's not giving tzedakah. He's not talking about someone who's violating the code of Jewish law. He's talking about someone who's already doing everything that the code of Jewish law is demanding. You're giving tzedakah, you're giving 10%, you're giving... But here he's talking about someone who committed to give to this tzedakah and gave every month. And then one year, things are tough. He says, you know what, I'm going to defer it. I promised, I committed, I'll give, but I'll give it next year. Or instead of giving every month, I'll give it once a year. Now the Rebbe is writing this letter to impress upon them the importance of not changing and not stopping and not slowing down and and continuing the frequency. The frequency. Even though, even though you're not even affecting the poor person. Because again, we learned previously, if to the poor person it makes a difference. The quantity. How much you're giving. Then, then you have no right to delay. What, what are you delaying? He needs the money today. Yeah, for me it's better to be a giver. So for me it's better if I break it down. I'll give every day a dollar. For me I'll give 365 times. Okay, minus Shabbos I'll give 300 times. 300 times. I can give 300 dollars. I'll give every day one dollar. But meanwhile, the poor person is going to die. <laughs> he needs the $300 today. So it's very nice of you that you're a giver, and you're you're, yes, and you're becoming like Hashem, and you're emulating Hashem. It's good for you, but it's not good for the poor person. So in that case, forget about, about you being a giver. You just have to give him, he needs the $300 today. So if you're planning to give $300, and that's what you have, that's your miser, that's your 10%, and you have to give it, and the poor person needs the $300 today, Give him the $300 today. That's not even a discussion. We're talking about if it doesn't matter to the poor person. This is the type of tzedakah where they would collect and then once a year they would send it to Israel. So it really wasn't such a big difference if he gave it in one lump sum, or if he gave it every day or every week or every month. Usually people used to give it once a week, once a month. And then at the end of the year, they would come to collect whatever you gave. But you and your part, so it didn't matter really, it didn't affect the receiver recipient in any way. It didn't change them in any way. It doesn't matter to them. But for you, every time that you give, when you realize that every time that you give, you're affecting such a powerful, in heaven, in Hashem, you're, you're drawing down Hashem's infinite light every time that you give, you wouldn't stop, you wouldn't slow down. You wouldn't change the frequency. And if you do stop, yes, in court, legally, I haven't done anything wrong. I've fulfilled the mitzvah, and I'm fulfilling the mitzvah of tzedakah 100%. But Hashem inquires after you, what happened? What happened? I miss you, because it's your act of giving the penny to tzedakah, and your act of, it keeps the flow going. And what a flow? We're talking about a flow of pulling off something that's impossible, an impossibility. Reconciling opposites. A flow from Hashem's infinite self, transcendent self, hidden self, into the the world of revelation. Into the world of numbers of revelation. And, And in this world, to draw down this flow, numbers matter. The amount, the frequency matters. How many times you give matters just as much as how often you give. So, if you want to bring Hashem down into our world, into a revealed way, the number and the frequency matters. So, besides the fact, besides the effect that it has on you personally—that every time you give, you you have a merit—and you're training yourself to give—and here he's talking about the effect that it has in the divine the powerful, powerful downflow and revelation of Hashem that you are causing every time you give to them. Why are you slowing down? Why are you, why are you changing the frequency? Even if it doesn't end up changing the grand total, the grand number. But it's important every time. And the more the better. Because how do you build a city? The more bricks you have, the more stones you have, the more home you can build. and. You can draw Hashem down. So it matters. If the purpose is the revelation and to draw down the divine flow, how many times you give is just as important as the quality, the total amount. And the more times you give, the bigger the home, the more you can draw Hashem down, the more you can reveal Hashem. So Hashem feels the loss what loss? I didn't lose any amount. I'm giving the same amount. But Hashem feels the loss. We lost the numbers. We lost the quantity. We lost the frequency. We lost the... And therefore, you diminish the divine revelation in this world. So Hashem inquires after this person. Hashem is like troubled and what's going on? He's AWOL. This person is missing an action. He's affecting. So Hashem looks forward to this being revealed and being drawn down, and this divine life force being drawn down. That's what Hashem wants. That's the whole purpose of creation, to bring peace. Reconcile opposites.
0: When you're talking about the tides, which, which one is the first one? Like, what would you call, like you said, like your, your neighbor that priority needs, like the priority, which one do you, would you put on first place? Okay, this one's second, third, fourth, and so on
1: the code of Jewish law spells it out. Family comes first, neighbor. In these letters he discusses the power of the tzedakah of Israel. Like he said that supporting the tzaddikim in the land of Israel comes even ahead ahead of of your own family. It's even more important than supporting your your own family. Uh, The righteous ones, the holy ones in the Holy Land. Um, This was the tzedakah that he's referring to—this whole tzedakah was to support the Hasidic community and the the rabbis, the rabbis, the leaders who moved to Israel a hundred years before Theodore Hertful was born, in the uh, in the 18th century—and they couldn't sustain themselves. Was no, Israel was barren. Israel there was no Palestinian. <laughs> there was nothing there. It was, not, it was empty. Um, it was a wasteland. So they relied on the support, the generosity and the support of the Jews in Eastern Europe. Well, they themselves were impoverished and could barely feed themselves. But nevertheless, they were better off than their fellow Jews and fellow Hasidim in the Holy Land. They would send their support. Um, but the Code of Jewish Law spells out the priorities, you know, who comes first. And, um How
2: about supporting a Jewish institution? You know, you should all their where again, yeah, priority? so again,
1: that's that's a very huge priority, that, you know, this is your your home of worship and your house of, so that's that's way up there, you know, this is your house. And You're this higher
2: is, than a stranger, you don't know who seems to need your... Of
1: course, of course, this is your lifeline, this is your, this is your support, this is your lifeline and this is your support and this is your... Uh, also, there's a question, because let's say you have a partnership, it's like a partnership. Yisacher and Zavulan had a partnership. Two brothers had a partnership. Yisacher studied Torah, and Zavulan supported them. And they were like 50-50 partners. This was more than 10%, it was like a partnership. Whatever, I don't know the percentages they gave, but it was like a business partnership, and they gave from there a percentage of their profit. They looked at them as a partner, not as a tzedakah. They gave to support their brother's studying of Torah, and fifty percent of their learning, the merit of their learning, went to the brother Yisachar. So this was like a business transaction, it's like a business deal. This is my partner, and they this brought a blessing to the business because the partners with Yisachar, the partners with all the Torah study, The, the business is dedicated to support the. Torah. So this is pretty, this is an incredible, incredible situation, which brings a tremendous blessing to the business. So people who are wise have this arrangement. They, they create a Safar's Wulen relationship. And as Hashem said, that if you look in the history of the world, no one ever got hurt by giving tzedakah. Hashem pays back. It's the only mitzvah Hashem says, please test me. Openly. You're not allowed to test Hashem. It's one of the 630 mitzvot. You're not allowed to test Hashem. The exception is the mitzvah of tzedakah. Hashem says, test me. And you will see that the reward won't just be a spiritual reward. You're going to see it. I mean, look at the Bill Gates. He dedicated his life now to give away all of his money. And the more he keeps on shoveling out, Hashem just keeps... <laughs> right back in his pocket that I mean, he can't even keep up, every year he becomes wealthier, 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 the more he gives, the more Hashem just gives him ten times as much, it just keeps, on, just keeps on exploding. You know, you empty your pockets and Hashem just keeps on stuffing it in and shoving it in and putting it in. So this is the nature of tzedakah, if people knew the power of tzedakah they would be giving the phones will ringing, you off the hook. No, <laughs> he says, "Rabbi, do you need a check? Do you need some money? Can I pay off the mortgage? Can I build <laughs> an extra house? Please!" We lines out the door. And, you know, I'm sorry. We're, we're only going to see, you know, you know the uh, when the Russian Jews came to um, uh, Israel, a million doctors. So the the patients put out a sign. We're only going to see doctors an hour a day. <laughs> So, you know, the rabbi would have to say, I'm sorry, I can't, I uh, have to make an appointment, I can't take everyone's tzedakah, I don't have time to take everyone's tzedakah. This, in the normal world, in the ideal world, this would be this would be the reality. <laughs> I love that.
2: That's part of the reason for the frequency, because it's, you're testing Hashem. Maybe certain times of the year you, you can't, you don't think you can do it, so you're relying on Hashem, and you're, it's sort of Hashem's, you know, uh, to say, test me, test me, just be frequent about it, and no matter what's going on in your life, keep well, it up. Well,
1: there's someone in this neighborhood who is very philanthropic and, you know, they help all over the world and do tremendous things all over the world, so he would always quote his father. His father would say, there were good times, there were bad times. There were times when they were rolling in money, and there were times that everything crashed, collapsed. And he wouldn't stop. He would continue giving whatever he gave in the good times. And he said in he Yiddish, said, it's a big deal to give to when things are going well. When money is coming out of my, my nose and my ears, and I don't know what to do with it. He says, <laughs> the kuns is to give when it hurts, when it's not easy. Um, and Hashem responds in kind. You know, Hashem does not remain indebted. This is one area where Hashem says, Test me, and you'll see it. We have someone in our community who started a very successful company. With Hashem's help, he's soon going to probably become a billion dollar company. And um, the whole motivation for starting the company was because he wanted to help. He wanted to become a partner in Sadaka and to to help the institutions. He says, you know, because he went to his friends and all his friends turned him down. They're not interested, you know. He said, you know what, I'm going to start a company. He's a very successful lawyer, but, you know, he's making a living. But I'm going to start a company. And the chances of him succeeding were the, the betters, with the, what do you call the bookies, probably 10 to 1 against. And uh, tremendously successful, and uh, thank God, and it's growing and thriving. And, but the whole motivation was to be a partner, to be able to give to the that's he, why he uh, the, the, by the Yeah, I'm saying he helps us. That was the whole motivation of mm-hmm. like a partner, and, and it was miracles. The whole thing was miracles after miracles after miracle. after miracles. Miracle. Like many others followed this path and did not succeed, and he was one of the only ones that did succeed, and uh, whatever. So Stuck is very powerful, very, very, very powerful. That's why the Rebbe would stand every Sunday for dollars and give Tzedakah impress upon us, the importance and the power of tadaka and the frequency, every single Sunday. to take a break. Every and every opportunity, tadaka, tadaka, constantly, continuously.
2: How long did the Rebbe do that on Sunday?
1: Which year did he start? He started in the eighties. I forgot exactly. Until he had a
2: stroke then he stopped. Yeah, then he stopped. Yeah, till he, he had that the was stroke. That's right. That was, so he did it, it was many, for many A few right? years,
1: yeah, quite a few years. Forgot the exact year that he started. And, but impressing on us, you know, the turning everyone else into talk, but also impressing the importance, how central this is. He asked how central this is. This is essential, especially in our generation. Because this is where our generation sparkles. Comes to Torah, we're midgets. In the best day, in our best day, our intellectual capacity, our emotional capacity, our spiritual capacity, we're midgets. Comparison to our Elders and ancestors and older generations, the previous generation, they were the brains of the Jewish people. They were the eyes of the Jewish people, the heart of the Jewish people. We are the souls of the feet, the souls of the souls of the feet. We're all the way on the bottom of the barrel. Our understanding, nothing to write home about. Our spiritual depth of perception, nothing exciting. <laughs> Our emotional capacity, nothing to write home about. No big operas, no big, <laughs> no big deal. Tzedakah. This is what. This is the envy of all the generations. There hasn't been a generation like ours. There's been so much tzedakah. Today you have a hundred Moses Manteferis. So that's our power. That's so essential today. And with tzedakah we bring Mashiach. And with tzedakah we bring healing. And with tzedakah we fulfill the purpose, the ultimate purpose that we read in this letter, the ultimate purpose of creation, which is make a dwelling place for Hashem in this world by bringing peace and reconciling and revealing that, that which cannot be revealed into the world of revelation and revealing it and uh, to accomplish that it's the frequency and the constant and the how many times you are and constant giving that's as important as the quality, the number, the amount that you're giving and how you give. So by us giving and constantly giving, giving it cheerfully and joyfully, and in a good spirit, this draws down from within Hashem. It evokes the same response. Hashem, constant constant flow and downflow, and reconciliation.
0: This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at lessonsintanya.com.